Hi there, this is Watchin, and you are now listening to the I Choose the Ladder podcast, a podcast for Black women on the corporate climb. This episode is brought to you by The Review Planner. For many of us, performance review season is about to begin. For many of us, it's also a challenge to remember all of the things that we've done during the year. So what happens is our performance reviews become a one-way conversation where our managers are telling us what they think we did during the year And without proof of our performance, it becomes incredibly hard for us to advocate for that raise, promotion, or new position that we know we deserve. So I created the review planner because I always wanted a tool like this, a systematic way to track all of our career accomplishments that are specifically tied to the feedback and growth areas that our managers are measuring our success by. The review planner helps you create a schedule for your career growth and it makes it easy to focus on the goals that you have throughout the year. With email templates, monthly checklists, built-in accountability and reminders, the planner keeps you on track to accomplish your goals and ensures you are spending your time on the things that actually move your career forward. I designed the review planner to help you focus on your career and prepare for your annual review so you can confidently speak up for yourself and earn what you deserve. To learn more about the Review Planner, head to thereviewplanner.com. Again, that's thereviewplanner.com and pre-order yours today. In today's episode, we are going to talk about six ways to invest in your professional development. Um, We are going to talk about financially investing in your professional development. I know that growing up, coming up through this world, we have somehow been led to believe that the professional development things that happen, like we, they should actually come to us for free or they should come to us through, I don't know which means, but we're gonna talk about six places where I think you should be spending money, where our counterparts are spending money to make sure that they remain competitive. So as usual, pour your favorite drink, grab your I Choose the Ladder notebook and get ready to get to work. So today I'm drinking matcha, y'all. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that I have this newfound um, obsession with matcha lattes. I also have a ill headache because I started intermittent fasting. That's another conversation for another day, but I was told that the caffeine from things can help with that headache, and so matcha it is. Um, the reason that I decided to do the podcast and focus on this for this um, for this episode is because I really want us to start thinking about 2021, how we're preparing for 2021, how we are making sure that next year we're getting different results or getting exponentially better results than what we're currently getting, right? As we've gone through this year, I've heard everybody's frustrations, I've heard you know, the COVID impact, and we've talked about how next year, the job market is not going to be impossible to navigate, but it is going to be something that is challenging that you should um, be preparing for, right? You can't control what happened, you can control how prepared you are for it. So listen to me, Clearly, I'm going to say this again. This is where I think you should be spending your money financially that will have the best results um, as it pertains to moving your career forward, getting unstuck, getting the promotion that you want, the raise that you want, the pivot that you want, um, and ultimately, you know, that career that you feel good about having and and pouring your energy and time into every day. So the first thing is uh, working with people who are professionals in the following areas bio writing, resume writing, career coaches, LinkedIn experts, and then executive coaches. Depending on where you are in your career, um, 
one of those people is going to be very beneficial for you. If you um, have not already the career tools, right? We talk about the four essential career tools that everybody should have. Um, and the reason for these specific people is that these elements are the things that people see before they decide if they want to have a conversation with you as it pertains to a new job opportunity, a new opportunity for leadership, a new opportunity for like expansion. And so like your bio is something that is outward facing that people see and they not judge, but they make an assessment on how they think you are, your experience level. Same goes for your resume. Um, if you did the career challenge, then you know that we focus on having your your resume be a walking and working and breathing impact document, right? And so that is where people look to see if you can go to the next level, if you have the experience that you need. Um, LinkedIn experts, everybody has a LinkedIn account. If you are a serious professional, you have a LinkedIn account and your LinkedIn account needs to be amazing. And there are people who literally spend all their time trying to think about how you can optimize those pieces of career real estate. That is not where most of us are focusing our energies. And that's not to say that your LinkedIn has to be, you know, uh, that you have to have been spending hours and hours and hours on your on your LinkedIn. But what you have to realize is that when you are talking about next level, big ambitious, competing against other ambitious people, not just black people, uh, but ambitious black people and people of all different nationalities, people pay attention to those things. And other people are spending the money that is required to make sure that they are one, their outward tools, so their resumes, their bios, their LinkedIn profiles um, are attracting the right types of people, the people who have the opportunity and the ability to hire you. But then they're also working with career coaches um, and like executive coaches to make sure that when they walk into those rooms, they are prepared, right? That's why you are making the investment. One, to open the door, and two, to ensure that when that door is open, you can go in and deliver because you may not have those opportunities come up as frequently as they would have, like, for maybe uh, roles that required less experience, roles that paid a little bit less, right? So now we're talking about ambition, moving to the next level. Um, you're not entry level anymore. You're not, you know, it's not your first job. It's not your second job. Most of you who listen to the podcast have been in the workforce for five to 15 years, right? So you're talking about experienced hires and those are the things that are going to be expected they're going to be expecting you to have a resume that's of a, a certain caliber a bio that's of a certain caliber your outward facing tools like your your linkedin account to be of a certain caliber because at this point you probably will have a role that represents the company outwardly in some in some form of fashion unless you're an engineer but even still you might be teaching people things and so companies look at that so spend some money working with professionals who specialize in bio writing, resume writing, career coaching, LinkedIn experts, and then executive coaches. Second thing is an accountability group. I don't know if I can say this enough, and this might not be one that you necessarily need to spend money on, but it is definitely one that you should prioritize, right? Um, we talk about People are more likely to disappoint themselves than to disappoint other people. It's just human nature. You can say, no, that's not me. Science says that nine times out of 10, it's probably you. And surrounding yourself with people who um, have you thinking higher, thinking for more, who are willing to call you on your your stuff, right? Being in a in company of people who are also ambitious, who also understand like what it is that you're trying to go, even if you're not trying to go to the same place, is going to make a world of difference in one, what you think you can accomplish, and two, what you actually accomplish, and, and how you think about being able to, to accomplish those things. So accountability group, definitely, definitely have to invest in one of those. You all know that I started an accountability group 
Um, we ran it for two years, year three COVID, so we can't really get together. But I definitely accomplished more during that time than I did like when I was just trying to figure it out on my own. Um, second, the third thing, career planning sessions. Um, I just did my, I call them like my strategy retreat, but I just did a career planning session a couple weeks ago. And it's literally to put my vision down for the next 12 months, right? So I know what I, I want the the you know the next 12 18 five years we have the big picture planning but it's the the steps to getting there and a lot of people do this in january um where they do maybe like a vision boarding event but i think for this you have to take it one step further yes it's it's great to have your vision down on paper but what you also need is to hire somebody or put yourself in an event where you can get some help putting strategy behind making your vision a reality it's great to put it on the board I think that's like a great first step, but then you also need to think strategically around, okay, so I say I wanna make $25,000 more this year. Well, what is required? Is that enough time? Like, how can I get there based on what I have, the tools that I have access to, the people that I have access to, the mobility within my current company, the mobility within my current role, what those salary changes are? You just need to spend some time and some money getting a strategy um, in place before you start executing. I think most of us, we go from ideation to execution and we've completely missed that strategy step. So spend some time and spend some money um, doing a career planning session, whether that be with an individual coach or like through an event of some sort that actually is focused on not just putting the vision down, but also getting some strategy behind that vision. Um, the fourth thing is to spend money building relationships and like, it's not a lot of money, um, but like things like lunches and coffees and traveling for events and, and actually paying to go to events, right? Typically you're going to get higher returns, um, based on the, the cost of the, the event, right? If the, an event is more expensive, that probably means the organizers are putting a lot more resources into making that event possible. And I know like people, I, I saw something on Instagram that someone posted, was like, people expect empowerment and tactics and all of these things and they wanna pay $50 for it. Well, that's not, that's not realistic, right? For somebody to be able to put together a high quality event, it costs a lot of money, right? Um, people have been talking about how great the climb was and it was, less expensive this year because it was virtual, but the climb on average is gonna cost you somewhere between 350 and $450 because of how much we put into making sure that that event is a high caliber event. And we also want people in the room who are going to be serious about the content, serious about the work and actually do stuff. And so spend money on building relationships, lunches, events, um, dinners, if, when you can, um, sending people stuff, right? Like, so if there's a book that you see, we talk about making sure that you have different touch points within your relationship. So if you see something, um, having great stationery, the ways in which you, you remain top of mind for people and letting people know that you are, um, thinking about them, that you value the relationship, have a line item in your budget that allows you to do that. Um, I mean, I send thank you cards. You all already know that. I do thank you card Tuesdays. Um, we, we also have like, I go to lunches, I fly for events, I pay for conferences, I pay for um, a mastermind group, um, I pay for strategy sessions. Like, I pay for a, a lot of things to help make sure that what I'm doing is a great representation of who I am and it's like something that I can be proud of. So. Building relationships, regardless of what people say, yes, there's organic building of relationships. But typically, if you're going to 
um, grow relationships and deepen relationships, it's going to require um, some form of a financial investment. So, but the return on that, for me at least, has been has been something that I can't really quantify. Well, I guess I could. I, I, I can quantify how much money I've made from relationships, but also like the value outside of relationships that I have poured into, which has required a financial investment for me. Um, like I, I wouldn't even want to measure them. Um, the fifth thing is getting better at the skills that you're already good at. I remember when I first started Booth, I took a class and the professor was talking about where he thought we should focus our energy. And he was like, a lot of people focus and spend a ton of time trying to like grow their weaknesses or getting better at their weakness. So they're probably spending 80% of their time trying to become stronger in areas where they're weak. And he was like, and I'm not saying that you should not want to grow in those areas. What I'm saying is regardless of how much time you put in developing one of your weaknesses, if that weakness is somebody else's strength, you will never be able to be better at it than they are, right? So people can play. There are so many people who spend a lot of time playing basketball, right? But LeBron James is naturally just, like, it's good. So when, when LeBron's baseline is good and the next person's baseline is okay, LeBron can put a little bit more effort and become excellent and that other person who's just okay is going to have to put a lot of effort just to become just to be lebron james is good right so when you're thinking about um the things that you should be spending time on or spending your resources on what are like two or three skills that you're already naturally good at that if you just put a little bit more time into you could become excellent um so for me i'm naturally good at relationships I'm naturally good at connecting with people. And I remember when I was a kid um, and we would talk about talents and I would get so depressed because I'd be like, well, yeah, I don't have a talent because to me, a talent is something that's tangible, like someone who can sing, someone who is great at math and like all of those things. And for me, I was like, I'm just good at people. Like that's super whack to me. And now as I've gotten older, I've realized how much of an asset it is to be able to connect with people um, in my business, right? I choose a ladder. A lot of it is about how do we connect with the women who are in our community and having put a little bit more time and a little bit more resources, like I'm excellent at communicating with people. I'm excellent at connecting with people. I can go into an environment where I don't know anybody and I can leave there with like five people who think we're friends and not that we're not friends. It's just that it's, it's a skill that I realized that I had that came very naturally to me that I took for granted. And with a little bit more investment, like I'm excellent at it. And as we always say, the goal is excellence all the time. So looking at your career, like at your your skill set, what are some things that just come naturally to you? Like, are you just like a naturally good writer? Well, imagine what would happen if you just spent a little bit money, a little bit of money to take a writing course, a next level writing course. Now you're an excellent writer. You're not just okay. As opposed to, I'm not good at math and I'm gonna spend all this time and all this money getting good at math and somebody who's like an engineer or something's going to come and your greatest is going to be like, womp, 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 womp. again, I'm not saying don't get better. I'm saying that most of your time should be on optimizing um, what it is that you're already good at, optimizing the assets that you already have. And if you have not taken some time to, um, to, um, to figure out what it is that you are good at, what are the things that come naturally to you, this next point on the list is going to be very important. But again, get better at the things that you're good at, spend the money, invest in yourself um, to, to get better at what you're good at, and then spend time also like becoming like uh, proficient and better at the, like good or decent at the things that you feel like are gaps for you. But getting better at the things that you're getting excellent at the things that you're good at is probably going to bring a higher career return than getting okay at something that you're bad at.
And then the last thing that I will say before I get out of here is you need to focus on spending some money on tools that can help you become more self-aware, right? Self-awareness is what allows you to end up in the positions that you actually are going to enjoy working in. It allows you to go after the roles that make the most sense. It allows you to do work that is meaningful. It allows you to be able to recognize your blind spots. It allows you to be mentored. It allows you to be coached because you already know where your gaps are, right? You, it, then you're not on the defensive. You know your skill sets that you're great at. You know what you're weak at. You know what you... um bring to the table you know what you need people to pour into you you know where you are an asset and you, where you are a value to um, to your company to your department and so if you have not spent some time there are tons of assessments out there that you can take some of them cost money they are well worth the money they save you a lot of time they save you a lot of headache um so if you don't know like the last point of point five what it is that you're good at spend some time on an assessment spend some money on an assessment um and then use those to help inform the career decisions that you make so that you don't wake up in five years and you're like, yo, how did I get here? Because that is the worst thing. Um, I think the quote, the, the visual was, um, you would hate to spend all this time climbing up a corporate ladder to then just realize that the ladder was leaning up against the wrong building, right? Like you're building this life that you get to the top and you're like, it's so whack up here. I don't, I don't want to live this life. I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the, the corner office in this role or in this company or in this industry. So spend some time on some self-awareness tools, um, spend some money on some self-awareness tools and the returns from those will be amazing. Um, I say all this to say, having worked with a ton of people in a bunch of different companies, people are spending money investing in themselves. And I think one of the things we posted about on Instagram this week is people are not going to be willing to pour more into you than you have exhibited that you've poured into yourself. And so spend the time, put it in your budget, prioritize your own development, and I promise you the returns that you will get both financially and opportunity-wise will be at least 10x what you, what, you, um, what you put in, as long as you are using the information after you get it, right? So don't, I say all the time, don't attend the climb, be inspired, then you go home and you don't do anything with that. Like that does not get you a raise, a promotion, or any kind of... Um, any kind of access, right? Spend the money, but also then use what it is that you are paying for. So if what if I would say in terms of prioritizing what I would spend time and money on, um, one would be my career tools. Third, would, a second would be an accountability group, and then third would be self awareness tools, like in that order. So career tools, accountability group, and then um, self awareness. Uh, yep. So that's all that I have. My matcha's getting cold. Um, as always, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can, um, connect with us on Instagram at I choose the ladder on Facebook at I choose the ladder. You can get on the newsletter, um, by texting climb C L I M B to six, six, eight, six, six. Again, climb to, uh, climb C L I M B to six, six, eight, six, six. And until next time, thank you for listening.